Hello and welcome. I'm Caroline Moore, and today we are chatting lifestyles. Um, I'm so pleased to welcome my first guest today. She is an icon. She is a legend. She is the moment. Please welcome my mom, Cheryl Moore. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love that intro, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> I love it. So um, I invited my mom on the show today, not only because I knew she would not say no, but she is an expert seamstress. Ah, well, thank you. And you devote all your free time to creative endeavors involving sewing, styling, costuming. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, I was fortunate enough to do seven of the shows at Cookville High School with Michael Schott. And I also did um, a show with Bruce Anderson. And that... Um, led me to work with a lot of other great people uh, who are involved in huge, massive theater productions in Cookville. I mean, we have the best, I think, theater scene of any town our size, certainly in the state. And I got to work with people like Kim Frickwilker and uh, Kathy Gilpatrick and uh, Don Phipps and Jennifer Welch and Anthony Hurd and, and just wonderful people and may i say i stand on the shoulders of julie lane and Susie klein who really started costuming and cookful from the get-go what were some of your favorite productions to costume in the last decade well the most opulent ones are great for someone who does what i do and that would be the king and i and phantom those were incredible I love doing those just for the sheer beauty of it. And um, but then, you know, there are others I learned a lot from, too. I learned with no show is alike. Forget what you learned on the last show. You're just going to learn something brand new on the on the next show. But anyway, our, the shows were massive and huge. And I would literally be in charge of thousands of costume pieces with oh, every yeah. show. Thousands. And you got to so, work with high school students. So I bet that's really fun because you were also a teacher. That's my favorite demographic. <laughs> I love teenagers. I think they're hilarious. I I just enjoy them. And I will say I have never run across a student I did not enjoy uh, at Kofel High School. They're a great bunch of kids out there. Well, they were lucky to have you. Oh, well, <laughs> you're a little prejudiced, but thank you. So how did you get into sewing? Well, my mother sewed. My mother, uh, I was the youngest of five children. <clears throat> and my mother was a fashionista, and she loved to sew. And so she sewed every night she possibly could. She was a school teacher, And um, at night, that was her happy place if she could just get to the sewing machine. So I really grew up with it. And I always enjoyed fashion along with my mother. And so I kind of came into it naturally. I started, I made my first dress when I was nine and I wow. wore it to church on the next Sunday. And I was just so proud. Yeah. So I've been, I've been doing it. And now, you know, gosh, that means I've been sewing what, like 55 years or something that really makes me sound ancient <laughs> well yeah, you put but, in your ten thousand hours for sure that's when uh, you get to for sure yeah that's when you're an expert a professional but it's weird because i grew up with it because of you <laughs> but i can barely sew because right. i don't have the patience i can't believe you had a the patience to do it as 
you know, a child. Well, like many other things, you just kind of take to it or you don't. I mean, I have two daughters, neither of them so, (laughs) uh, you nor Avery so. So it's just, it's interesting how you just are drawn to something or you're not. Right. But I do think everybody needs to at least be exposed to sewing to see if you're, if you are, if you do happen to be good at it, it's an aptitude and you know, I just wish it was in our schools. I'm afraid that thing may come up over and over in our conversation. <laughs> I know. I mean, being able to at least, you know, repair a a damaged stitch or, you know, take something in, the at least I can do those things a little bit, not well, but I feel like that's useful to everybody. Everyone. But unfortunately, it's it's not taught in schools. Oh, and hemming. I mean, hemming pants, hemming dresses. I mean... You know, if you shop, you know, very often you still need at least a hem done. Right. You know, very often. And that's the thing about sewing. It's kind of at the intersection of creativity and also practicality. I mean, of course, people like you can make these beautiful pieces, but it's also just really handy to have if, say, a store doesn't have your size, but they have the size up. Yes. You can always alter something to be smaller. You can't go bigger. You can't make small to large, but you can always whittle down something large into something smaller. And I do have that flexibility when I shop. And it's just really nice that, oh, yeah, this dress is two sizes larger, you know, than my size. But I know how to bring that down. So it it is a good thing to know how to do. Now, I've seen you make beautiful, you know, you know, dresses when you go to a wedding or sometimes you just don't see something in the stores that you want to wear. So can you kind of walk us through the process of how you decide what you want to wear? And then, you know, do you find a pattern? How do you find a pattern and how long does it take you to say make a dress? Okay, good question. Well. I am a copier. That is what I do. And that is what costuming is. Well, the way I do costuming. (laughs) Someone who, I mean, the costume designer for Game of Thrones certainly was not a copier. Um, But um, I just found um, it very frustrating a few years ago. Of course, this particular season is better. Women my age, I mean, I'll just say I'm 65. Women my age um, want longer dresses. We want it to hit well below the knee, usually, or like mid shin. And I could find no dresses at all, but I know how to sew. So I always get inspired by magazines. I'm a big magazine person. And uh, I also love uh, coffee table books of like Dior and Oscar de la Renta. So So many many of those, right? I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. know. She has a great Valentino book. That's my favorite one. It's gorgeous. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I get inspired by those things. And then I try to find a pattern that is similar to the dress I have in mind. And often I combine patterns. It is rare that I find a pattern that is everything I want, but I may use three patterns, the sleeve from this one, the bodice from that one, and the skirt from another. So that's how I come up with my things. Coming up, we continue our conversation on the lifestyle of a seamstress with my guest, Cheryl Moore. We're chatting lifestyles of a seamstress today with my mom, Cheryl Moore. And how has the pandemic affected? affected your productivity? I mean, has this been great for you and your sewing? Well, I feel 
so guilty and, you know, hats off to everyone who's just going through, you know, a, this has been a challenging time. But for a seamstress, it's kind of a dream come true um, to have this, not that there's a pandemic, but to have time when you are not pulled in other directions because so many other things are, are have been canceled. So um, I've really been able to devote much more time uh, the last few months to sewing. And it's just been, it's been great. And, and I have realized, um, you know, when talk, some people have talked about being bored during this time, I haven't been bored a minute. And, and that's when I've learned to really appreciate this as a hobby even more. It's a creative outlet and, and it's productive in that there's really a product at the end of it. And luckily, it's something that you can do in solitude. It's it's yes. not a hobby that involves other people. So this has worked out very nicely for you. Let yes. me tell you all, she wakes up and disappears into the basement every day and then <laughs> just true. emerges for food and goes back down. As <laughs> On a says. good day. Yes. On a good day. That's the way it is. Yeah. I have um, a little list of rapid fire questions Ooh. if you want to answer them I really may freeze. quick. I may freeze. As but we okay, wrap okay. things up. Um, so what is your favorite? Thing to sew oh a cape for sure okay they're easy and they make a big impact and what do you hate to sew alterations that that uh, real life alterations um because they still need to look polished and pretty when they're finished a theater alteration is no big deal because it can as long as somebody doesn't notice it 30 feet away you don't right. have to make it perfect all righty and what have you always wanted to make but never have? Ooh, um, probably a lined coat. I really haven't done that, and that's kind of on my list to get done like pretty soon. I, I I have attached fur collars and things like that. Oh, I've made a fur coat, but it was like a bolero, oh, so okay. it's that's kind of a challenge. Um, no, oh, I went Dickens costumes. I've always, that's been on my list a long time is to make like a set of Victorian Caroline Dickens costumes. I've always wanted <laughs> to do that. So that's on my list. Well, you can dress all of us at Christmas if you'd like. Oh yeah. Yes. And how would you say the sewing world could improve? Well, I get on my soapbox and I've already mentioned it once <laughs> and I still say I want to go to Nashville and talk to whoever is in charge of curriculum and really have a serious conversation about how sewing, uh, fashion design, whatever you want to call it, needs to be in the art department of schools and it needs to be an elective. A lot of people know from the get go, that's not for me. Um, but it would be nice if people could have the choice for uh, a lot of young people um, who are drawn to that. And it's just a shame there's not an outlet. Like I have always said, the next Michael Kors, the next Liz Claiborne, the next Kate Spade I mean, could be from Putnam County and they're drawn to it, but they don't have a way to learn. So it's just kind of a shame because it, it is a creative art and a great thing to learn in public schools because, as you said before, it is also a practical function. Exactly. And, hey, Halloween happens every year. And <laughs> and to know how to do this at Halloween is nothing but fun. Oh, yeah. And you can make maybe some money on the side. Oh, well. Get hired. You never know. You never know. Well, luckily, 
there are opportunities, you know, there's tutorials and things online. So hopefully more and more people can find ways to sew even outside of school. Right. Even I go to YouTube all the time. I go to YouTube all the time to learn how to uh, do things or to do them better than I already know how to do. So you've done a lot of costumes um, Mm -hmm. at Cookville High School and here in the Upper Cumberland, but you also have an acting background as well. You've done theater here. I did. I, you know, I tried to count. I think I've done five or six shows at least. And it really did help me as a costumer. I um, learned about tricks that you can do to get in and out of a costume faster because a lot of the time you really just have literally a few seconds to change your costume and how Velcro is one of the best (laughs) inventions in the world. And and, um, making elastic that you would wear around your waist and sew a little sock on that. And that is where the power pack microphone goes underneath the costume. I had so, no idea. Yeah. I mean, I learned that one. You buy baby socks and sew those <laughs> onto really wide elastic and Velcro it around the actor's middle. And that is where their microphone goes. So ha ha ha, little wow. secret of the trade. Life hacks. Yes, life hacks. So you've done seven plays at mm-hmm. Cookville High School. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the hardest one to costume and why? Probably that would be Mary Poppins because that era uh, was like the late teens, the late like 19, 18, 19 in there around the Titanic time. And you don't find those clothes at Goodwill. Mm -mm. You don't find those clothes in patterns. So that was probably my most challenging. But what I did a lot of was, oh, and by the way, Goodwill is my best friend. I, I really learned um, that our Cookville Goodwill is one of the best in the state. It really is. We're both wearing Cookville Goodwill and, right now. Yes, we are both wearing Goodwill pieces right now. Animal print, Goodwill. And uh, yes, I have on some uh, a leopard cardigan that I got there. <laughs> um, but anyway, Goodwill is my best friend. And that is what I ended up doing was getting a lot of blouses. And then we pretty much had to make the skirts because um, during that time period, skirts were run, were worn at the ankle. So there aren't many floor length skirts that I could even cut off for that kind of thing. So we had to make a lot of those. And that was very labor intensive. Right. Because it's not even like you have a huge budget to operate from as well. Never. I wish you did. Y'all deserve a huge budget. Well, like any typical high school program, no, there's never Mm -hmm. a big budget. So we just try to be as careful as we can. But Michael and I were always on the same page, always on uh, what needed to be done and how we could get there in the least expensive way. Coming up, we continue our conversation on the lifestyle of a seamstress with my guest, Cheryl Moore. All righty, and we're back. I'm Caroline Moore here with my mother, Cheryl Moore. Hello. Expert seamstress and costumer. Ah, thank you. Isn't it great when you find somebody that you can collaborate with and you have that, like, just easy vocabulary with and you just understand each other? Absolutely. So easily. Absolutely. Michael and I have always done that. And Kim Frickwalker, I I did the most shows with them and, and Nan Hawkins. Let me bring my my buddy Nan in there. She, 
Although Nan is not a seamstress, she has that wonderful gift of still knowing what I'm doing and what I need and anticipating what it is I'm going to need. And and that's a, a, a rare um, trait. But, um, yeah. Now, with Mary Poppins, though, you know, they have people flying in the air they were on wires they were so how do you hide that in a costume or oh that is so cool you asked that yes velcro velcro (laughs) Velcro. Velcro. once again i completely had to slit the back of whatever they were wearing and then had to velcro it completely so they could rip it open attach the cables to the actor and then repress and re velcro them closed so yes you eat like i say each show has its own challenges and that was certainly one there now um i lived in new york for the past six years so whenever you and dad came up we were very fortunate and we would go see broadway shows yes for you are you able to enjoy watching a show or is your mind kind of looking at it and wondering how did that costume work how did that costume change work you know how how did this work thankfully no i mean i it doesn't i admire the costumes but i don't go further than that i i don't labor about how they do that um most of the time i can just look and admire the quality of the beauty and and just marvel at who thought of that i mean i just to be able to to think of costumes in your head and then just do that, I admire very much. In my work, most of the time, I, I'm, it's already been done before. I mean, we do shows at the high school that have been done countless times other places. So I always have those pictures, those images to uh, pull from and be inspired by. I remember seeing the share show last year mm. and Bob Mackie did the <sighs> costumes for it because he has dressed her in real life. Is Bob Mackie one of your favorites? Hello. <laughs> I have the Bob Mackie coffee table book. <laughs> uh, you must have missed that I one. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's in my stack. It's in my stack. It is fabulous. He, Tina Turner. I mean, all these icons he has done the costumes for. Carol Burnett. Um, and Cher being his most famous as oh, far yeah. as what he did for her. And still, he still does her costumes yes. when possible, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're so good friends. I follow her on um, Instagram and Twitter. She's a great follow. If if y'all are ever bored, Cher's Twitter is very fun. Um, now, speaking of Cher and celebrities, who are your favorite stars to watch mm. on the red carpet? Because the red carpet is costumey, especially with... You know, the Met Gala, who do you think has the best style? Oh, gosh, that is that is a tough one. There's so many. <laughs> um, number one for red carpet for me is Kate Blanchett. Gorgeous. Um, in the top five-ish or up, uh, why did I set myself up for naming five? Uh, I mean, I <laughs> can, can come up with five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. For sure. She gets it right whether she's casually dressed or elegantly dressed she always has fantastic taste and style in my opinion it's all a matter of opinion i mean um let's see some others jennifer garner gwyneth paltrow liker or hater her style is always perfection oh she always looks great perfection and half of it is just getting 
the alterations right. I mean, your uh, least yes. favorite part, but it, I mean, yes. if your gown doesn't fit your body right. Yes. You know, and I, if I had life to completely do over again, I would, I would be professionally trained so that I would know how to build a perfectly um, constructed costume where it's perfectly fitted to someone. I'm, I know how to do that for myself. Um, <clears throat> but in, um, in costuming high school teenagers, I, I do that to a degree, but not to the level it would be done professionally like that. Like on, say, Project Runway, where they just build everything oh, from from nothing. From silly things like egg crates and, you know, um, yeah, they, they, they I never liked that part of Project Runway. <laughs> and there's new shows now that have taken that element away, and I'm kind of glad about it. Yeah. But I... We'll still watch Project Runway. I'm still a fan. I love that show. So yeah, they'll like take him to a junkyard and, and say, "Here's some scrap metal. Make yeah, a dress." <laughs> I, yeah, that's silly. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of styles and trends, what do you love about style right now? I think what I love the most about style right now is its flexibility. Everything's in style, really. It doesn't have to be a skinny jean. It can be palazzo pants. It um, it, it's, you know, mini skirts or long skirts. I mean, anything goes. There's not just one look to have. And that's so liberating. I mean, come on. We all have different tastes and we all have different body types. And Oh, yeah. Remember you know, the early 2000s when it was like low rise oh, oh. flare jeans? Yes. Nobody looked good in those, but, you know, Britney Spears. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I'm so, I really hope we don't go back to And that. there'd be a lot of flesh in between. It'd be like a midriff. You it's, know? it's our yeah. worst quadrant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why was right. it out? That's right. That's right. That's right. Is there anything you hate to see right now? Is there anything you wish wasn't a trend? Um. Well, I'll try not to say what I really see, what I really think, because... Uh, Let's see. Um, what I I don't hate it, but I just think it's kind of a shame that uh, more people don't love to dress up these days. It's it's things are far more casual, and um, athleisure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, and it's fine. I love all that, and I wear it too. But I guess I'm kind of thinking about special occasions where it's just. But that that's probably personal opinion and taste. I happen to enjoy it, but a lot of people don't. And so they're probably like, eh, that's not me. But yes. anyway, that's just my my take on. It. Oh, my gosh. And and what people wear to fly on an airplane. Don't get me started. <laughs> Y'all, she will not let us wear anything <laughs> But jeans and up, like we cannot wear leggings. We cannot wear, you know, any athleisure or anything. On well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, it's a privilege to fly, really. And and you just want to at least, at least have the basic level of casual is fine. But there are some people I'm just like, honey, there is nothing left to the imagination with what you're wearing. <laughs> and oh, my gosh. Every crevice, we see it. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am excited to see how the pandemic affects how people dress. Like, will people never wear jeans again because we're not used to it anymore? Yeah, or, now, now they're stiff pants, right? I know. Yeah. Or will we just miss, you know, dressing up and want to do something special and feel special? So I know at following the pandemic of 1918 what were the roaring 20s. 
So I don't know. I'm ready for it. Should be interesting. It should be. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, well, Mom, thank you so much Aww. for coming on and oh, being my sweetie, first guest. Thank you so much. I, it's truly an honor, and I'm just want to thank the listeners so much for tuning in. And I will see you next time. Thank you.